0: net and we're live on facebook and welcome to all those listening in podcast land hope you're having a good day as rich and i are um rich i've been getting more than two hours of sleep at a stint so life is getting better that's good I thought that's
1: really good. Is she so? She's not sleeping through the night yet.
0: No, no, not at all. But she is legitimately like we are getting, uh, we're getting pretty decent um, amounts of like two. To, uh, we're getting four to to six hours or three to f- three to six hours of sleep depending. Um, most of the time, the long stints though are the early morning or the early evening ones. So Danielle and I tend to stay up just a little bit longer so you know we don't okay. get, we don't get all of that extra sleep but all right how'd the wife do money? uh
1: flying solo this week with uh with you having to go back to work
0: um she had her parents so that that was there to help but she is good. she she feels confident she feels ready to fly solo on monday
1: good so, good deal good for nothing her. much uh yeah nothing much new down here in uh La quad cities um just enjoying the nice weather, and uh, it's lo- I got a got a chance to uh, get out and uh, mow the lawn. I think for the first time this
0: week. Put so that, put that peer pressure on your neighbors to keep theirs looking good. Yeah. Or was it them putting peer pressure on you to make it yours look good?
1: A, a little bit of both. I mean, it's when your when your lawn is a good quarter of with crabgrass and dandelions and everything. It, it's even hard when it's cut for it to look nice. Yeah. So.
0: Well, uh, we got a show to talk about, so we'll start with, um, I will give you a couple of headlines. So we're going to talk about the NASCAR corner and the race that a fan got to name. That's right. Also, we have uh baseball talk, see how the Cubs did this week, and uh, talk about uh, a no, 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 no?
1: Yeah, a, a no, no, no. Yeah. That's a good name for it. That's a good name for it, Mike. I like it.
0: We'll see where we go with that. Uh, Rich, what else do we got to talk about this week?
1: You know, we'll be talking the NFL football. A certain uh, Green Bay Packer wants out of town. And what kind of captured the headlines the past two days with the NFL draft. Yep. Maybe even debate what was the bigger story this week. Yeah. That player wanting out of Green Bay or the NFL draft. Yep. And the Bears made a big move. So we'll have to talk about that as well. And um, there's some in our quick hits. We'll be talking about where you'll get to catch the NA, watch the NHL next week, next what? year. So all that and more on this week's episode of Balls and Sticks, the podcast. So, Mike, what time is it?
0: It's time to roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Bald and Dick the podcast with your hosts Mike and Rich, and we're back. Okay, Rich, so let's uh, start the week like we always do and talk about our poll question: Chariots of Fire versus Talladega Knights. Rich, where did you vote on this? Talladega Knights. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean. And it was so perfect. You did a great job putting it on Talladega weekend. Thank you. Uh, I want to go fast, and uh, so do you, folks. Those that voted on the poll voted nine to four in favor of Talladega Nights. Rich, what's this week's poll question going to look like? And well, this are you ready poll- for it?
1: I am ready for it. I think it's probably our best matchup that we've had between two movies. Yep. Which is going to be number four seated? Remember the Titans. Versus our top-seeded wild card, the number thirteen seed, the Sandlot.
0: Yeah, um, man, that's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be a rough outing for both of those. Yeah,
1: I, an unlucky draw for for the for we number the Titans. Yeah,
0: I mean, honestly, the Sandlot of the movies that are not did not win their division. That is the the biggest movie of all of them. We've proven time and time again that people love Sandlot.
1: Yep, we have, we have. So we'll see, we'll see if there's a if there's going to be an upset that poll. It's already scheduled and it's going to go live at high noon. So watch for that on the on our fan page, fans of Balls and Sticks, and we'll make sure to share it on our um, on our normal show pages, probably well as our personal pages
0: as well. Yep, um, I i have something to add to the uh to things to talk about i'll put it in the notes down okay uh yeah look for that to go live um and uh yeah so all right so mike
1: talking about talladega do you see what's coming up next
0: um i do give me just a second and maybe i can maybe you can hear what's coming up next too um but, well, you
1: know, our seats aren't always the best for
0: NASCAR, so sometimes we got to wait for the cars to come to us. Yeah, it's true. Uh, once in a while it uh, it gets out of hand and, and it takes a while. But is it a left turn, Rich? It is a left turn. And, and what's coming up after that, Rich? Uh, you know, it's probably going to be another left turn. Because we're heading into the NASCAR corner, presented today by Triple I Sports, Sports Cards Incorporated. That's right.
1: Rival Eye Sports Cards Incorporated, out in East Moline, Illinois. Thanks for being our, thanks again for once again for being our unofficial official sponsor of the NASCAR corner. Check them out if you live in the Quad Cities. If you're looking for sports cards or sports memorabilia. Yep. Um, so right uh, So we have our fantasy NASCAR shout out.
0: Yep. Let's get that first. Um, so Solomon won with a score of one eighty four. Uh, Tony, or you came in second with ninety three. Uh, Tony came in third with eighty two, and I came in fourth with fifty two. Rough week for all of us this week, but uh, you know that means none of us lost too much ground to Solomon. And Solomon was actually able to make up quite a good, mm-hmm. quite a good bit out on it uh, as he retakes third place from me. Uh, you and Tony have your you and Tony's gap is still nice and close. At only is at less than forty points. So Okay. You guys are you guys are battling it out for that first spot while Solomon and I are trying not to be last. But the rule is, All Rich, right. if you're not first, you're last.
1: Yes. In the world according to Reese Bobby. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, he's got commercials now. He does. Yeah. So he's right. He means apparently people think he's accurate so rich aside from how terribly i did in the nas in the the fantasy nascar how did we do in the geico 500 at talladega
1: so b- before i give you the results though mike I, I would like to say you did a lot better than i thought you would with the lineup that you ch- with the strategy that you chose to use for fantasy nascar so, I mean really good. You hit right. You hit on uh Harrison Harrison Barter. Yep. Making his NASCAR debut. Finishing what he finished in the top ten, didn't he?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, in his NASCAR debut. So yep not a bad strategy for you, Mike. I thought you could have gotten a little bit extra could could have gotten more points. I wouldn't have gone to the extreme that you did. But you got so you got a lot more points than I thought you would. So I I'd like to give you at least props on that. I appreciate that. Okay. So the recap of the Geico 500 at at the Talladega um, Super Speedway. Your winner Brad Keselowski, winning it in overtime on a last lap pass. Mm -hmm. Um, Our our picks Martin Chuicks Jr. came in 31st. Ooh, that's terrible. Yeah, he crashed out somewhere in the middle of the third stage. My pick of Alex Bowman finished 38th because he crashed at the, at the end of the second stage.
0: Yeah, that's a rough outing, and that brings my lead in our pick 'em to nine to two.
1: Yeah, I, I was really disappointed there. I think that's... Uh, Richie, you they, know, they you were know, battling, but you know they the were, rule. You can never
0: be disappointed at what happens at Talladega.
1: The yeah, track it was a great way wins. Yeah, I mean, where it was, I mean, Truux and Bowman were like neck and neck, really running really close to each other all until until that last until that second stage crash. Yeah. So I wasn't mean. I wasn't too happy with Denny Hamlin causing that wreck of trying to instead of keeping his keeping his position of being getting the free pass at the end of the stage he of wanting to unlap himself by going for trying to get ahead of the race leader which which was uh de bendetto at the time so yeah so Matt that's why i'm not happy with denny hamlin at Matt all, all right
0: now. having a great showing last week i uh, really yeah. loves those super speedways yeah. He almost think,
1: he could have won the race if he would chose, chose the upside instead of the inside.
0: Yeah, I think he is um he is gearing up to be the super speedway uh king of current NASCAR. I don't wanna say he is yet, but he's he's quickly becoming uh quite good there and, and having great showings there. But we move on to this week's race in Kansas, where mm-hmm. Bush Uh, decided that they were going to let the fans name the race. Mm-hmm. And Rich, what was the name that the fans decided on? The Bushy McBush Race, four
1: hundred. Or a... the or this was the name. This was the race that Bush let the fans vote on.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that's a good one. I like it uh Bookie, bushy mcbush race so hey good on you guys um rich who are you picking this week who is your redemption story for this I'm gonna, race
1: all right i'm gonna go with william byron i think he's been doing pretty well at the mile and a half tracks this year and he's sitting in the number two um number two position to start the race
0: okay uh, I am going to pick Chase Elliott. A good pick. Um
1: I think I have him in my fantasy lineup this week. So I, I like the pick of Chase Elliott too. Yep.
0: Okay. Um anything else in the NASCAR corner before we uh, let the cars finish off?
1: Nah, let's let them take let's let him come out of the pits and go one track one more track, one more lap around the track before we head out. <laughs>
0: That was the NASCAR Corner, presented by Triple I Sports Card Incorporated. East Wolling, Illinois.
1: All right, Mike. So we're going to keep making left turns. We're going to shift over to the baseball diamond, Mike.
0: Wow. Yeah. Do we have
1: to? We, yeah, we kind of do. This was a rough week oh. for the Cubs as they kind of came back down to earth as they
0: went one and six this week. But they, they, came, they came back down to earth. They shouldn't be down to earth. They should be a great team. Look on paper, this is some of the best players in the league, and they can't do anything.
1: You know, I'll give them this—that at least in their, at least in some of the losses, like last night. And let me, let me bring up their schedule at least real quick. They are so now last right. place
0: in the division. Last place in the division. Why would? Why yeah. should this team be last place in the division? Shouldn't the Reds be like five games behind us? Not just five games down in the division like we are, but five games behind us? Or Pittsburgh. Or Pittsburgh? Like, how is this Cubs team? A Cubs team that has as much, if not more talent... Then it, look at this roster. You could make an all-star team out of half of this roster, and yet we can't put together enough wins to be above five hundred. Even. What's going yeah. on up in, in Chicago, Rich? What do you What do you think it oh. is that's causing this? You know
1: that the the patchwork or bargain basement starting pitching. Is it performing consistently? And the guy that we thought could be the number one starter, Kyle Hendricks,
0: seems lost out there. Yeah, Kyle has been struggling. Kyle has not had the command that he normally does. No, which that's for for him, that's that's a career-ending issue. Because he he doesn't have that heater. He doesn't have the hundred mile an hour, hundred miles an hour uh, fastball. He gets it into the 90s, sometimes gets as high as the mid-90s. But generally, he's he's in the, the lower 90s. He's 90 to 92 with that fastball. But he kills you with the fact that he can paint it on each corner. Mm-hmm. And those, those off-speed pitches have amazing movement and then come in and, and hit precisely where he wants it. And that's not been the case this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, Kyle Hendricks and the collection of guys that would probably be the third or fourth starters on other contending
0: teams aren't working. Do you think, and this is this is me uh, putting on some, I don't want to call it this, but I'm going to call it my conspiracy theory. Okay. My tinfoil hat moment. You ready for it? Go ahead. Is this uh, Jeb Hoyer's way of being able to blow up the team? he got all these crappy pitchers so that he can blow up the team and and say look, we weren't we weren't playing well enough. we don't have enough We
1: uh, wanting to say, you know what it's time to restart and see what we can get for these players that are on expiring deals at the end of the year. Yeah I'm it's just... going to take it's going to take them having a large lead in the division and the front office believing that they could make it out of round 1 for them to not wave the right wave the white flag and trade off the guys on expiring expiring contracts.
0: But my thought is if we would have spent the money and or gotten value picks for some some good pitchers. Good pitchers, not what we have. We have mediocre pitchers. We have mm-hmm. I'm not going to say any of these guys aren't aren't I mean, I think Nobody on our team is less than a third, I would say, in most so rotations. Signing,
1: so signing a guy better than Trevor Williams,
0: yeah, and Jake
1: Arietta. Yeah.
0: I mean, on our on our team right now, who could be an ace anywhere else?
1: The way they're performing right now, yeah. Nobody who would be a potential second? wise? Kyle Hendricks, if he if he played up to his potential. Right. Yes, he could easily slot in as a one or a two on a contending team, but the rest of the staff, no. Yeah. So not right think that they would be slot in as a one or a two.
0: Right now we have threes. And and I will say I don't think anybody on our team is actually a five spot. We might have one. Our 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 five guy might be a five a five spot guy. Our number four pitcher might be a f- number 5. I don't think so though. I think they're all around the 3. If you look at the league, they're about that that third spot in, all of them. But a third spot guy only wins half of his games at best, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more sometimes if he's on a hot streak. But you're expecting at least at at you're expecting 500 most of the time from your number 3 guy? Well, if half your team is number 3 guys and you go on a bit of a skid, you're never going to be above 500.
1: Yeah, you need that guy that you need that starter that if you're on a losing streak and you got that guy coming out on the mound the next day that you know that you know what he's going to stop the losing streak cuz he's, he's going to pitch so well that even even with our mediocre offense, if we can put 2 3 runs on the board, we're going to win that ball game. Okay. Right now, the Cubs
0: don't have that pitcher. I don't. I mean, their offense needs to do something, too. They should be They're again. Their, oh, yeah. Their bats on paper look to be some of the best bats you'll find, but don't seem to be putting it together. Uh, but that's a story for another day. Uh, so this week they went one and six. What are they going mm-hmm. to do? They have six games. Uh, they have six games coming up this week Two at at Cincinnati two or three at home with the Dodgers coming in and one with the Pirates next Friday. How do you think they're going to do, Rich?
1: Well, Mike, I'd like to say they're going to go 3 and 3, but
0: I think 2 and 4. I'm trying to 2 and 4. I'm trying to decide if I think they can squeak something out against the Dodgers. I don't see it. I don't remember who they're pitching, who they have Slotted to pitch those games, uh, the Dodgers, I mean. Um, oh, okay, I don't know if they even have them slotted out that far out all the way. Um, maybe penciled in, but uh, yeah, I'm looking at if we pull the if we pull one out with the Reds, I'd be happy. I don't know that we can pull anything out with the Dodgers. The Pirates is going to be 50 50. I will go one and five.
1: One and five, okay. I, I, I don't see us. We deep. got six. We got we got six games. We got six games.
0: Right. So if they go, so you're one, gonna go one and five. One and
1: five. One and five. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go two two and four. Okay. I think they can get a win. I think they can get one win in Cincinnati, and you I think, think they're they... gonna get swept by the Dodgers. Okay. I think they can split two games with the Reds, and I think they're they're gonna get that Friday win against Pittsburgh.
0: Uh, it should be a day game, so that might help them a little bit. So maybe. So but no, there, other, I don't.
1: Other, I'm, I'm not holding out much hope with the Dodgers, though.
0: Yeah. Other things to talk about. Um, Madison Bumgardner pitched a no, no, no.
1: Yeah, a no, no, no.
0: Okay, so this so I'm I'm actually I'm making this I'm, I'm calling it this now. This is. I think this is the way to call it uh, as, a, uh, as a as as a a reporter. Uh, the story's been beat to death, so nobody's going to pick up my no, no, no uh, label for this. But he pitched a no-hitter in a complete game, but does not get credit for a no-hitter.
1: No, all because in 19, I think they said it was, it was 91 or 92, 91. wasn't it? Ninety-one, an eight-person committee said that if for a game to be considered a no-hitter, it has to be nine complete innings.
0: And you know what? I'm, I'm been upset about it, and I've been not upset about it, and I'm, like, so when I first heard this, I, I 100% think that it's a no-hitter. Now I'm thinking, Rich, how many games have you and I been to together? Dozens, right? Yeah, dozens. dozens. How, how many no hitters have we been to? One. How many no hitters through seven have we been to? I don't know four.
1: because you don't typically remember a no hitter four.
0: Okay? I I can remember. You four. You don't typically
1: remember the games. Right. In my opinion, you don't you don't typically tend to remember the games where that didn't finish in a no hitter. Right. There's I, just not that. Or of, like, awe when you're leaving that game of, man, we just missed a no-hitter. You might have that you, feeling when you're walking out of the ballpark yep. on that day, but looking yep. back on it several weeks later, you're not going to remember that you saw a no-hitter through seven innings.
0: Yeah. So, does it make sense? I mean, because you could, you see on, on a regular basis uh, with the MLB app, so-and-so has a no-hitter through seven innings going into the eighth. Catch it now on MLB. Yeah. And it <laughs> on happens. The MLB app. It happens. That, that thing comes across at least once a week. And then in the eighth, it gets broken up. So those last two innings are a huge deal. Rich, I'm, I'm shocking rich here. Cause folks all week, I've been arguing that this should be a no hitter. But now, I'm coming at you in a completely different light. Here's why. First, the fatigue factor. Those eighth and ninth innings. How often do guys pitch complete games? Not very often anymore. How many innings? They, they generally get five, seven if they're a, a solid ace, right? Yeah. You expect about seven out of your ace. Okay. So in the 8th when a normal in a normal situation if he's got a hit on him he wouldn't even be pitching. So we wouldn't see him come out. In a no hit situation he'd come out, but he'd have the shortest leash ever. One hit he's done, right? So that fatigue factor starts to set in and those that that seventh and eighth or that eighth and ninth inning make a huge difference. One. Two. Mental factor. Again, we've been at a no hitter. Going into the seventh or going through the seventh, it's not until probably that third out in the seventh when the whole building goes quiet, right? Because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden. You only have six more outs to go. You only have those last two innings to go. And that's when the, when when it changes. Because in the sixth, no hitting through the sixth, no big deal. No hitting through the seventh, starting to become a big deal. But you still got those two, so you can't jinx it. And that mental factor of hitting the eighth inning and saying, I still got this no-hitter, that's when a lot of times – Up until then, guys will harass you and give you crap in the dugout. That eighth inning, you are the loneliest man in the building. And if you make it through eight in your no-hitter, you become the loneliest person in that state, if not the entire country, waiting to pitch in that ninth inning. In the bottom of the eighth, waiting to pitch... Or in the bottom of the ninth, or in the top of the ninth, depending on who which side you're on, mm-hmm. you are the most lonely person in the in the in at least the state, if not the country. When you are the pitcher, waiting to go up to pitch that ninth out or that ninth inning, and that messes with guys' heads. Seven th- seven innings, you're not thinking about that. Six innings, go, going from the sixth to the seventh. You're not thinking about, oh, what do I got to do today? What do I got this? What? Nah, you're you're not thinking about this. What's this no hitter going? You still got guys that are giving you crap in the dugout. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: I agree with your points, but the game of baseball, for better, probably for worse, for worse, has evolved, has evolved. So okay well while i can agree with the eight person committee saying you know what you've got to go nine innings nine innings or more for it to be considered a no hitter but rob manfred decided that no hitters are going to be seven innings apiece from now until he says that you know what this was a dumb idea we're going to go back to doing it like we always did it so i think that this should be a no hitter but with an asterisk just like they did for games prior to '91, that that could have been a no-hitter if the game got called after eight innings, or five, or six innings, or seven innings, due to darkness or inclement weather.
0: The one, the the one that I've seen that's been the best, and and I think this should be kind of the revisionist history for anything before '91 as well that has been shortened, uh, should be, no, uh, no hitter in parentheses after it. However many innings it, it went. So if it's a game that got shortened by five because of rain, no hitter, parentheses five.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Put a put an asterisk there. Put in parentheses seven innings, and note that that was a seven inning game due to it being a double header.
0: But when we talk, and and this is this is, again, being a traditionalist, when we start talking, uh, records. Because everybody thinks of of records in in baseball now we're looking at um I mean nobody's gonna get there, but nolan ryan how many more no hitters could he have gotten if they count could he get if they count no hitters that are five innings because of darkness
1: did he throw any though
0: i I don't remember but i, I it, didn't it, it, exactly. But i not I'm saying, saying
1: that. Well, being, so do you count? A, so does a pitcher get to count a no hitter through seven as a no hitter? No, because that game was wasn't scheduled as a seven inning game. Uh,
0: but if it gets can I mean, if it gets canceled because of a thunderstorm, you would would you still call it a no hitter yeah, through seven? Yeah,
1: and they choose to end the game. Yeah, I would. Okay. Because the game it was ruled that you know what the game was not would not be suspended it would then in turn be called, that's the official game, and they're not going to suspend it and pick it back up like the next day or the next time those two teams meet on the schedule. That uh, should count as a no-hitter.
0: I I disagree. I think, it, I think it needs to be a minimum of what is scheduled for the day or for the game. So I would mm-hmm. say that it's a no-hitter, um, but I also understand those that are arguing against it because those last two innings are huge.
1: Yeah, but by all means, they are. And who knows? Maybe knowing knowing that this was a seven-inning game, unless it went into extra innings, maybe the teammates around him were treating him that way like it was a nine-inning game and where only the catcher was really... The catcher, maybe the pitching coach, were talking to him at that point.
0: Yeah, and I, I again, I don't remember. But the bigger problem on that, again, and I would say the bigger problem is how often does Madison Baumgartner... Go. I mean, I don't know what it what it is currently, but previously, how often does did he go seven innings in his history? Seven innings is probably his norm, right? Quite a bit. Yeah. How many does he go eight? Yeah. Quite a bit. How many does he go nine? Quite a bit. Really, in his prime, he was
1: going eight. In his prime. In his prime, yeah, he was going nine innings consistently.
0: But when you when you take those what three years of primeness. And you stretch it out over his fifteen-year career, seven, maybe eight. Those last two innings change everything; they really do. Uh, I'm not saying I don't want to call it a no-hitter, but I do like I do like that term that I came up with: the no, no, no. Okay. Um. Okay. Anything else on the MLB side before we head into? Uh the biggest news story of the week in the NFL.
1: Let's go. Okay,
0: so let's go. The biggest news story of the week in the NFL. Tim Tebow is trying out for the <laughs> for the Jacksonville Jaguars to be a tight end. What do you think, Rich?
1: not what I was expecting yeah I mean (laughs) you know what why not why not his old ball coach Urban Meyer the guy that coached him to two to a Heisman yep and maybe put his limited skills probably put the most of his skill set to best use gives him a tryout as a tight end is good I, I why not what do they got to lose and maybe and worse comes the worst. If he if he were to make the roster, you got him as a backup tight end, and an emergency quarterback. If something really weird happens to your backup and your your backup or and Trevor Lawrence.
0: Okay, I got a I got a second
1: the uh, fact that he was actually willing to. Yeah, I mean I think almost the bigger news out of that is that he willing to humble himself. And try out as a tight end instead of sticking to his guns of saying no, I'm a quarterback.
0: Okay, <laughs> here's the next thing for you to think about: uh, Is his MLB training, and I would say his MLB training, is getting him to be a better tight end? In the MLB, you need that—you need this quickness, you need that speed. He was—he was fast-ish, but he wasn't super. He wasn't baseball speed, and. For him to be able to be baseball speed, triple A baseball speed, he's basically like he was on the he – he was doing well. And I he got an invite to, to uh, spring training, didn't he? Yeah,
1: I think he still got an invite to spring training.
0: So he was at least good enough to be in spring training with the Mets, mm-hmm. who this year is a team that – and let's not look at their record because their record isn't the best right now – um, but on a team that has enough stars and enough great players that their, their their roster is pretty tight, he still gets invited to go to spring training. Maybe it's a publicity stunt, or maybe he's that good. And if he's that good to go to spring training with the big leaguers, he's had to have picked his speed up. Mm-hmm. And so he's Being, he's going to be a better tight end than uh, I think we're thinking he's going to be because I honestly think that those that time playing as a in baseball upped his speed upped his, some of his other abilities. I, yeah, I like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if anything, it gives the Jaguars their version of Taysom Hill, a he, guy that maybe could come in and be like a a gadget quarterback uh, out of the backfield. Even if you know, when he's under center, there's probably a 75% chance that he's going to run and yep. instead of pass it. But it gives you an option. Yeah. It gives you an option.
0: Yep. Okay. Um, so let's get on to the real big news of it. Sorry to throw that curveball at you. but No, no, it's fine. I thought it was a fun one. Uh, let's go with Aaron Rodgers, wants out of Green Bay. I actually have a full theory on this. Do you want me to give my full theory first, or do you want to get into the discussion of, of the actual facts? Um, let, let's go with your theory first. Okay, so recklessly speculating theories about what's going on in Green Bay. So Aaron's been there quite a long time, hasn't he? 16 years. Yeah, by the way, no other quarterback in Green Bay has played longer than 16 years. This will be his 17th year. Does he stay? Question mark. That's part of it. That's not my theory, but let's keep going. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, been there 16 years. Has some friends in the front office, right? Mm-hmm. Has, knows people and... Can make a phone call and most of the guys in the front office are probably gonna answer his call, right? Oh yeah. Now some of them might be, man, I gotta take this call from Aaron. He's gonna whine and complain again about this whatever. Uh and it's draft day, so we know that the conversation. He's gonna make that call. That conversation, what's it gonna be about, Rich? It's gonna be about that first round draft pick, isn't it?
1: Probably who are we picking? I think we should go after this guy. Yeah, what we, do sh- you think? we should we should get, wide get this wide receiver.
0: We I we we kind of need a tight end too. You got a running back that could help me out.
1: I don't think they need a running back. But You're yeah, right. keeping the conversation going. Right.
0: Let's let's keep going. Oh, but the but his buddy in the front office says, "Well, we we really like a a couple of these defensive guys." Wait, wait, t- and, and this is Aaron Rodgers. Now, are you out of your mind? You're gonna pick up. A- we don't need defense. I need, I need weapons. I need guys to throw to. You haven't given me anybody 16 years. How many guys have they picked up? How many wide receivers have they picked up rich?
1: I think they said their last first round wide receiver was a guy named Javon Walker.
0: And he didn't even necessarily. Pan out. And do you know, do you know that that's been, I think that's 14 or might've been 17 yeah. years ago. It's been a long time. I don't think they've picked I think up twenty fourteen. Okay, twenty fourteen. Boom. Once in his sixteen years, they've picked up a wide receiver in the first round. Once, add tight ends. I think it's twice in his sixteen-year career that they've gotten him a weapon in the first round. And look at the weapons that were available in the first round. They would have. They could have done plenty of stuff with that you got to trade up okay trade up you get Aaron Rodgers somebody to work with right isn't that that's all your job is make sure you have people that Aaron can work with yeah we need the defense but this defense this year how much defense do they play in the in the NCAA rich not much so why is it worth getting a defensive player in the first round unless that's all your needs are By the way, I can think of two teams. Two teams that I truly think should have drafted a a defensive player in the first round. We'll get there in a second. Yeah. But. Green Bay wasn't one of them. Green Bay is definitely not one of them. They need wide receivers. They need tight ends. They need something that Aaron Rodgers can use. And what did they do? They went out and got a defensive player. And Aaron Rodgers went ballistic. And now, all of a sudden, we have stories coming out that Aaron Rodgers has officially said to the team, he's not coming back.
1: Yeah, good. I think that's one player that I can believe would seriously consider taking the, all right, if you won't trade me because it's going to cost too much and you're not going to get enough back for me anyway to make it worth your while, he would announce his
0: retirement. 16 years? Jeopardy on the horizon. I I had a good career. I did everything yeah. I could. I should have been the MVP at least three quarters of the time that I was there. But, you know, there's other guys out there. They, they, they got it. Yeah. Time to move Here's back thing, though, to I, California where my family is.
1: His agent. Yeah. His agent is the same guy that guided Carson Palmer through the same strategy to get out of Cincinnati. Yep. So he's seen it work once. Yep. Put pressure on if They think that Jordan Love, that they can compete just enough with cheaper like Jordan Love. And they're willing to call Rodgers bluff, saying that, you know what, he'll report. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it. We'll we'll make it work. I think with his, with the, with Rodgers playing 16, he's crazy enough to pull off that move to see if it'll work.
0: And he's got Jeopardy. I mean, I don't know that he he has officially no been named. Yeah, but there's a good chance he ends up with Jeopardy. He's not gonna. He's got nothing to worry about. Besides that, his fiance is pretty loaded. Hmm. So. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean, the, f- the only thing that I can that I can say about the situation in Green Bay is that he can whine or say. I didn't get any help. Why aren't you drafting me help? Why aren't we signing free agents that are help? How much of the cap space is Aaron Rodgers taking up of the green Bay payroll? Yeah. And how many years, how many years did drew Brees or Tom Brady restructure their contract to take less money? I so think, that the team could, could spread out the savings to right. get them
0: help. I think and
1: Aaron Rodgers didn't do that.
0: I think he would have been willing to, if they would have gone through the draft and make, and gotten a, a uh, offensive weapon for him.
1: And I'm not saying that they you know what, this. This was the year to say, you know what? If it means that you can get me help so I can play out the rest of my career in green Bay, I'll take less money or I'll let you convert it into a signing bonus that you can pay out to me right now, instead of through yep. that's not going to hit your cap space. Where, where was this stop? Where, why wasn't he making those types of talks negotiations, maybe to, three four four three four years ago when he saw his when he saw veterans like Drew Brees and uh, Tom Brady doing the same thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it would have been smarter for him to do that again the other thing that that does uh, when you convert the the money to signing bonus, that becomes actual guaranteed money instead of uh, potential money so um, all right now. That leads into those two stories break. One breaks at 2 o'clock. One breaks at, what, 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. 4 o'clock. And then all of a sudden, now we go into the NFL draft. First round, Rich, let's first discuss uh, overall uh, the first, first through third rounds. Any questionable picks um, before I give you who I think needed the defensive players and the only ones that should have done it? Three teams, I, t- I take it back. Yeah. You, you wanna, do you want to start
1: funny. with you? So we're starting with questionable picks. Yeah. So okay. So we already kind of discussed how the Packers messed, how, how the Packers. Oh, yeah. I think the Packers made questionable decisions. Yep. So we'll pass. We'll go to them. I think the first team that kind of stands out to me that made some questionable decisions. Yep. The Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Dwayne Eckridge. Yeah. What's the one thing Russell Wilson said he was tired of having done to him? Getting sad. He was tired of getting hit. Yep. What do they do? They draft a guy that's going to be a slot receiver and a kick returner with their highest draft pick that they had, which was a second round pick. Yep. That was a team that should have gone offensive line, taking the best available offensive lineman on the board.
0: I think there's another team. I think there's another team that you and I think should have done that. Well, we talked about that that's what they should have done. Uh, but they did something else. Okay. But we're going to discuss that in just a minute.
1: Who's your team? Who's your questionable – who's your first questionable decision
0: team? My biggest question – I mean, besides Green Bay, because obviously that's the biggest yeah. question. Um, I wonder uh, – uh, I wonder about um, – uh, I would say, uh, I keep one. I keep saying Oakland in my head. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Yeah, the I Vegas. I thought Vegas
1: made, made some questionable decisions to take an Alex Leatherwood early. Yeah, I don't think I saw one mock draft that had him going in the first round.
0: Yeah, I I didn't. I haven't seen. Um, I. I I actually have seen um, teams doing that. Uh, I, I've seen I've seen him go in the first round, but that's not the team that I think needed it. And I don't think they needed a. I co- don't think they really needed defensive players. I think they need. I think they actually needed offensive players. So, you know.
1: It's yeah, t- another team that I thought made some questionable decisions: the Houston Texans. They didn't have a first-round pick because they traded it for Laramie Tunzel, but to take a quarterback like Davis Mills and a wide receiver, and Davis Mills with their highest pick, I thought it was a little questionable. Yes, they know that they may not have Deshaun Watson because he, he's liable. He's he's probably going to have face some sort of suspension. Yep. Or he could call, he could sit out the year saying I'm not going to play for you. But yeah. if you don't have Deshaun Watson for the entire 2021 20, season, what's probably going to happen to your record.
0: It's going to be crap. Anyway, you're going to get a and first. And then
1: what could you do with that crap pick in 2022 draft a franchise quarterback <laughs> to replace Watson
0: Um, right now though. So here's the difference here. Here's the difference. Now I don't think they're cause who did they end up picking up? For that, uh, th- it was the third round, right? I think
1: Davis Mills did go in yeah, the third. I think round. He went in the second, third round. Okay. I think that they had bigger needs to fill rather than I can agree a with project that. quarterback.
0: I can agree with that, but the problem is, uh, right now, who is the who's the the number one quarterback going to be drafted in the twenty twenty two draft? I don't know yet. Last year, a year ago, while we were talking about this, we already had talked about that there were, we we were talking Trevor Lawrence. We were already talking tank for Trevor, right? hmm We had tanked for Tua. We had tanked for Trevor. We knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be a hit. We knew that. We knew Justin Fields was going to be a hit. We knew Mac Jones was going to be a hit.
1: But by all means, I agree. I, we you knew, don't know who the twenty who's right. going to be the quarterback to draft in twenty two, but I think he's going to be better than Davis Mills.
0: Um, Davis Mills is good. Davis Mills could have been a first round first round quarterback if it wasn't for the fact that we had five guys that people are saying are going to change the league. We had five guys, five first round guys that everybody said is going to change the league. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. Those five guys alone we've been talking about for two years, at least a year, if not two years already, right?
1: Yeah, probably, except for Trey Lance, yeah, probably at least yeah, okay. good, good two years.
0: Yeah, everybody else. Trey Lance is kind of an outlier, but people say that his numbers look good and he, he's doing great. So when we look at that this is a this is a one of those drafts that it's a little crazy. Last year we had a couple of guys but for the most part you don't know who's going to be the guy that you're looking for until that year. And rarely rarely do you have such good talent in the first round. Now uh I think, I think that, uh, I mean, honestly, Davis Mills was the, Davis Mills, Kyler Mund, or Kylan Mund, those two, probably the next two on the draft, probably go at least the second round, if not the first round of any other draft. Agree or Disagree.
1: I'll go with agree, just to keep the conversation okay. going.
0: I, I'm just saying, so I don't think it's a bad play. A, you're getting a guy that maybe could come in. Like, I don't know that he could come in and start right away, but you at least are are realizing you need to do something because you probably don't think you're going to get Deshaun Watson back. And if you do get him back, it's he doesn't want to be there. I think it's a fine I think,
1: move. I think that there were bigger holes to fill with not having too many draft picks in this year's draft because of all the veterans because of all because of how Bill O'Brien
0: yeah, used
1: true. your draft picks to trade for veteran players. That's all.
0: Yeah. Um either
1: way, uh So who who were the who are the two teams you think did not need to go after defense that drafted defensive players in the first round?
0: Okay. So uh I don't think Miami needed to go after defense. Now granted they had already shored up some of their They had shored up their biggest hole uh, earlier on, didn't they? Yeah, they got that that wide. They got uh, Mm -hmm. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Um, I think they probably could have traded down. I think that's where the Bears should have been targeting uh, to to get in to be able to pick up uh, Justin Fields. You say they needed to get in ahead of New England. I think New England was. If they weren't, if they didn't have Jimmy G by yesterday, by Thursday night, they were going to take Mac or Mac Jones either way. So I think we still would have gotten fields if we would have been at 18. We need, I okay. think the only people we needed to be above would have been, uh, the Washington football team. That's the only one that would have screwed us up big time on that. Um, okay.
1: I, I, I personally liked Miami's defensive pick in the first round, but I agree. I think they could have traded back and still
0: gotten that guy. Uh, the Colts um, have some defensive holes, but I don't think they really needed to do it. The teams that I think needed to look towards defense, the biggest one, by the way, is going to be the New Orleans Saints. They don't. I think they were just taken best on the board because I think they like their team, uh, but I think they they should have done something different there. Uh, okay, I can agree. And and Buffalo again, I don't think they needed it, but again, best on best on the board maybe potentially. Uh, and and the Ravens, you know, whatever. Um, the teams that I like them picking defense, um, the Minnesota Vikings. That was one of them that uh, I think should have looked towards defense a little bit more. Uh, but they needed offense. They needed offensive line. Um, the biggest ones uh, would have been Atlanta. Yes, they needed a a, a, a tight end. But Atlanta, you have the number four spot, trade down.
1: I think if they would have traded down, they wouldn't have gotten Pitts. I don't think they needed Pitts. I don't think they needed him either, but sometimes if you have that high of a draft pick and you're not going to select a quarterback that you can stash to take over for Matt Ryan in maybe one to two years, You take the best player available, and I think they took the best player
0: available in Pitts. Okay, Rich, I got a question for you. Sure. When Atlanta was last in the Super Bowl, what'd they do? They lost. Why? Because they gave up a twenty-eight to three lead, right?
1: Okay, so let's say that they didn't get a trade offer to their liking, which would justify them, which would warrant them going up, a team jumping up to four. I'm just saying is there do was there a defensive player worth drafting at number 4?
0: I don't think you so here's the thing. If you get so if you trade with Dallas uh Dallas doesn't need it. Dallas likes Pitts. Dallas really likes Pitts. If you trade with Dallas and all you do is trade pit, trade for Dallas's number 12 and then drop back and, and get a second rounder, it's worth it for you. It's worth it because you don't need pits. And at 12, picking a, a defensive player, eh, that's okay.
1: No, that they would have been at 10 because oh, if Dallas right. would have traded up, they would not have traded back. with Right, Miller. right. So you're right.
0: So they would have been at 10. 10? 10? You're starting to get into defensive player territory if you if you have huge holes, which again they need. Let's move back even farther. New England. The fifteenth pick. You trade with them, and you probably trade get a second rounder, maybe a third rounder, because they're at fifteen, so they're at a at that midpoint where it kind of sucks. That's worth it.
1: Yeah, but Bill Belichick trades back. He doesn't trade up.
0: He, I had the things that I was hearing was that he had he had put some feelers out there to move up. Didn't end up happening, especially because he wanted. Yeah. Either way, um, I just think I think you gotta you gotta do everything you can to trade it, even if all you're doing is getting a second round pick for it as an extra pick. I think it's okay. worth it.
1: Um, All right, Mike. So we've talked about teams that we didn't like what they did. Yeah. Other than that, the, before we end, probably end the show talking about the Bears pick. Yep. Let's, let's maybe give some teams that we liked what they did. Who's your first team that you liked what they did in the draft? The so New, far. The New York Jets. Totally agree. They trading back was the right thing to do. And probably, they probably <laughs> took the guy that they were going to take in the first round anyway
0: yep in uh in tony anyway yep um and besides that uh i mean a they didn't screw up zach williams the zach williams pick by picking up fields which i think fields is four or five on the on the depth chart for quarterbacks in this year's draft so picking wilson they they've held and done everything correctly this year now are they going to be able to translate that to anything on the field
1: probably not i think maybe and you know what if anything maybe they set themselves up that if they're still not seeing what they like in daniel jones maybe they're maybe they take maybe they could they have the draft ammunition the trade their uh, first round pick and the bears first round pick next year to go up to a spot to get a replacement for daniel jones
0: you misheard me by the way go ahead i said what was that i said jets not giants Oh. oh,
1: I like what the Jets did too. Yeah, I, I like what the Giants did. I like what the Jets. I, did. I agree. I
0: think that what the Jets did or the Giants did is great. I think they kind of fleeced us on that, but we'll get to that discussion. I was trying to leave that discussion for later, but yeah, I like what both of them did. Um, I think the Jets did a great job. They didn't screw yeah. up. They 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 did what they needed they to do. They plugged
1: the holes that they need. to get. They got Which, the quarterback. Whether he's the right quarterback or not, as I think, is still a wait and see. But all the draft reports say, you know what? He was the right guy after Lawrence, the take, they got the guard to protect him and they got a wide receiver form the to throw to you.
0: Yep. I, they've done everything. Like it. They've, de- they've been doing everything great. Uh, the giants, I agree with you on your assessment of trading down was the right move. Uh, they still got who they wanted. And I think they've been, they've been holding serve again. Uh, they're putting, they're putting pieces in place. It looks like they're doing what they should be doing. Um, the Vikings is another team that I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I like I, what
1: the Vikings did as well.
0: Trading down uh, to get to down to twenty third, because um, they knew what they needed and they knew where they could get it. So good move on that. Um, my team,
1: yep. my team. Now you you've taken you've kind of taken the you took the Jets and the Giants as we've already discussed. Well, I took Another the Jets.
0: Team. You took the Giants on that one.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, the Giants were on my list of teams that did well. Um, I liked what the Chargers did. Oh yeah. Probably taking the number two offensive offensive tackle and Slater. Yep. And a guy that could also shift inside the guard. If maybe next year you're drafting in the mid to low, mid to high range again, where you can take another stud offensive tackle and slips shifts Slater in. And I like their second round pick of Ashanti Samuel Jr. Yeah. It Could be a shutdown corner for him. Yep. Um, probably another pick, another team that I liked what they did, the Patriots. Yeah. Their they pick. didn't have to trade up to get Mac Jones. Yep. And they got probably the best defensive. They got real, two really good defensive tackles in the second round. Yeah. in the On Friday in, uh, in Barrymore and Ronnie Perkins.
0: Yeah. Um, good
1: for them. I like their picks.
0: Yeah. It's weird seeing Bill Belichick drafting as well as he does. Normally, he looks more for the value guys and doesn't look towards getting high-end guys. But, again, he got Before more he
1: or he trades back. Yeah. Or he trades back every single time. And I think they traded up to get Barrymore in the second round.
0: Yeah, I, I, I believe they did. So, All okay, right. now let's talk the Bears real quick. What do you th- Overall, yeah. I am happy with it. I will admit, overall, I'm happy with the pick uh, of, of uh, Justin Fields. However, and this is the big caveat, I think they got fleeced again. I think they paid too much.
1: Yeah. So, so here's something. That, here's something to ponder, Mike. Yep. Found this on the Twitter. Yep. A couple days. A couple days ago. The Bears have now used three first-round picks, two thirds, two fourths, and one fifth to get Mitch Trubisky and, and uh, Justin Fields.
0: And Andy was.
1: They didn't give up any picks to get Andy Dalton, uh-huh. but yeah, they but they signed Andy Dalton. Oh, no, no, no. I'm
0: sorry. Nick, uh, Nick Foles.
1: Yeah, they gave up some draft picks to get to, they gave up a pretty low round pick to get Foles.
0: OK, here's here's my biggest problem. Uh, and, and you're you're kind of forcing my hand on, on this point and I'll make it anyway. Uh, I was going to make it, but it was going to it was going to be a later part for it. But uh, this this here is 100 percent proof that uh, Ryan Pace does not care about the future of the Bears. Yeah, uh,
1: I'll give you that too. He
0: only cares about them winning this year because if they don't win this year, his ass is on the chopping block. Pardon my language. Harsher than we like to use, but he is done if he doesn't win this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why I said last week, don't trade up for a quarterback. Don't draft a quarterback. Not even in the second round. Because of the 'cause the the coaching staff and the general managers have no guarantee that they're going to be in place next after this season.
0: Now, it's him punting and saying, hey, this is he's putting everything out on the table. This is his last ish effort. But what's it gonna do if they lose it if they don't do what they I I think there's one scenario I, I think there's two scenarios that they make that he's back and um and uh Matt Nagy is back next year. I think there's two scenarios.
1: And what are those two scenarios? Mike
0: Scenario number 1 uh they uh, Justin Fields starts game 1 and is lights out and they they win the division and win the first two rounds of the playoffs. Okay. That's that's situation number 1. Situation number 2 they say we need to develop Justin Fields, so Andy Dalton is QB number one. He plays up until he plays till they're one and seven. Justin Fields come in and wins five games, six games of the last of the last eight, and uh, they're like, "Hey, look, we did what we we needed to do. We got the right guy. We just needed to we." We thought he needed a little bit more development and uh and yeah, that's the only other way. If they don't make the playoffs, that's the only way they do it. That they that they're back next year.
1: I like option number two, Mike.
0: I either way, I think those are the only two ways that they keep like I don't think I don't think just making the playoffs is gonna help them this year.
1: I think if they make the playoffs with Andy Dalton starting every game, I think they can be back because you can point to what the chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes and say, you know what? Now that we, how he's had a year in our system learning our offense and you saw what the team did with Andy Dalton as a quarterback. Let's put in the kid and let's see what he, if he can take us to the next level.
0: Maybe, maybe. But I don't know that that's I don't know that that even does it for them, especially if they lose the first round, if they don't win a playoff game. I don't know. Um, Besides that, uh, so overall, I liked what the Bears did. Okay, they
1: they took a calculated risk, maybe giving up too much, but it takes two to trade. And they thought that maybe they called the other teams below the Giants, and the Giants
0: was the first one to take their offer. Uh, that's that's the one thing that I think probably happened, and that's all right. I, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not mad at it. I just again, it's not. I think they overpaid. Yeah. I
1: mean, did they need to go all the way up to 11 with the way the draft board fell? No, maybe not. But you don't know what could have happened if maybe who knows who else was on the phone if if Fields keep slipping. Yeah. who's gonna who's gonna jump ahead and maybe, who's gonna jump ahead of the Bears to take him if they were to stand pat, and
0: I don't I don't and
1: think stay pat. I don't think he would have fell the twenty. I if don't the think the draft board I, stayed the way it was.
0: Honestly, I think he goes nineteen, assuming
1: I, that there were no other trades and the draft, stays the way it was.
0: Of the people that were left, nobody else. There were two teams that that I think would have gone for him and it, and it would have been new England maybe, but I don't, I think they, they were bought into Mac Jones at that point. Uh, And then two was going to be the the football team. Hmm. I don't think anybody else really would had him uh, needed that position. And we're going to go after that position. Okay. Um, Anything else on the NFL draft you want to talk about?
1: Not really. Okay. I I liked what the bears did. They, they did what they had to do, even if it meant Maybe mortgaging the future, maybe giving up a little bit more than they needed to to get the right tackle and the quarterback. So hopefully the moves take off. So let's go ahead and go in the quick hits, Mike. Kentucky Derby. Who's your pick to
0: win? Essentials Quality uh, at four to five.
1: All right, I'm gonna go with Hot Rod Charlie, which by the time we went on the air, he was going off at nine to one. Uh,
0: also. The NHL has just signed a deal and will no longer be on the NBC family of uh, channels. They are moving over to Turner Sports, Ch- Turner Sports, so they will be airing on TBS and TNT for secondary coverage, uh, and then they will also be on uh, HBO Max and ESPN and ABC.
1: Yeah, ESPN ABC is going to be the primary carrier for the NHL, but you're also going to see some secondary games on the Turner Sports uh, family of networks didn't as well, TNT and TBS.
0: Didn't Turner get the uh, the Winter Classics? I'm not
1: sure how the Winter Classic breaks down.
0: Okay, um, and then finally, the NCAA looking to move to a 12. Uh, they they are looking to expand the playoffs. Um we've been talking that they should for a while. I've been saying eight teams. Mm-hmm. Apparently 12 is what's looking like it it should be. I think if they're going more than 8, they need to go to 15. Here's my explanation on why. The five power 5 conferences get their get a bye and then everybody else the the at large teams have to then play in. You get 10 at large teams, they all have to play in uh to make it into the to the second round uh and then they play the power five conferences. If you're, if you're going to do more than eight, you got to do 15. That's my opinion, but okay.
1: uh, I hadn't heard about that. So I, I think I'm going to wait to give my opinion until they reach a fi- until they make a final decision and say how they're going to go about determining who those 12 teams will be.
0: Yep. I can appreciate that. That's a good way to do it. Um, okay. So, uh, No shout outs for the show uh, or uh, live in show chat over at facebook.com slash balls and sticks, which is where you can find us. If you want to catch us while we're doing the show, we are live most every Saturday. We try to be around that 1030 ish area. Uh, If you would like to join us and you're listening on the podcast, check us out on facebook.com slash balls and sticks. If you want to participate in our poll questions, check us out at facebook.com slash fans of balls and six. That's where we have our poll questions, rich. What should they do if they're watching us and they just want to listen?
1: You know, if you want to take us on the road with you um, at the gym or while you're driving around in between driving around, you can find our podcast uh, anywhere where you find your popular podcasts, like Apple, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Anchor, any other ones any one, uh, there's a whole bunch of them, them.
0: I, I, there's too many to list Anchor does a great job um, they already got an ad you'd already listen to it if you're listening to us on the podcast folks thanks for joining us I I felt refreshed this week I felt great um, I got to sleep so you know we're good Rich you know what it's time for it's
1: probably time to roll that intro because we went kind of long today
0: we did let's roll that outro maybe there we go Podcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.